When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Game Week 6 uh, knee-jerk live stream. If I can remember what I was going to say. I'm sure there's lots of happy FPL managers in the chat after what has been an absolutely fantastic week of FPL. Points flying all over the place. Um, yeah, it's been awful. It's been absolutely awful. By far the worst week so far. Do we maybe put it down to a little bit of international break tiredness? Maybe. It really wasn't great, was it? Even worse if you're a Man United fan having to watch them get absolutely smashed by Brighton. Spurs, 10 minutes away from losing. They win. Arsenal win. Man City win again. Chelsea, rubbish. It just wasn't a, it wasn't a very good... Uh, week at all i think it's with weeks like this you don't really learn too much either i feel like you've just got a you just got kind of got to accept it and move on right i mean i'm in some ways i'm kind of happy about this week because when son blanked and newcastle kept a clean sheet i'm thinking oh dear if everton score and sterling smashes it my swing of transfer points is going to be really bad but actually it didn't really make any difference whatsoever in the end so it could have been a lot worse. And in some ways, I'm kind of glad I'm a one Chelsea player down. Chilwell got benched. Estepinian wasn't in the squad at all. Jao Pedro benched again, although he did come off and score, I guess. Um, but yeah, great week. How did everyone do? If you got over 40 points, you're probably loving life. I'm now ranked just inside the top 1 million. <laughs> so I've fallen like 600,000 places. I did say, to be fair on my team selection videos early on that overall rank can change very quickly this early on in the season and so the fact you can drop this much means you can you know climb that much in one week as well so yeah it is what it is champions league this week as well european matches in general so we can't even really make too many early transfers even though maybe this is the kind of week i need to make early transfers who knows who knows uh, TMS Killerat, thank you very much for becoming a member. My moves work for once. Jackson and Bruno out. Salah and Alvarez in minus four, 13 point swing. Very nice. Very nice. Man United's so bad. That midfield is such a mess. Ma the Man United game went, t for me, a little bit like the Spurs game in that they created chances. Like Rashford, for example, if you watched that game and you weren't a Rashford owner, you were probably a little bit worried. I mean, his ownership isn't massively high, I guess, but must have been a little bit worried there. It did look like he came close a few times. And then as soon as they conceded, it was like it was like the game was gone. It was just like they gave up. They just couldn't get the ball back off Brighton. They were, Brighton was so much better. Like, first 20 minutes, Man United were okay. And they could have gone 1-0 up, but they didn't. And then they had no clue about how to get back into the game. It really was terrible. If you want me to kind of, not even sugarcoat it, that's the wrong word. If you want to try and give you some positives if you're holding Man United players, they've played three teams that are probably better than them right now. Brighton, Arsenal, and Spurs. 
and they've got Burnley away this week. It surely cannot get any worse. Um, but it is going to be another week of me having to explain why I'm keeping hold of Rashford and Fernandes. They are definitely nowhere near the top of my transfer thoughts for next week. I'm definitely going to definitely going to keep them. Should call this stream Sorry Salah. Well, not really. I mean, we all knew Salah was good, right? And he is. He's great. I um, But it just doesn't really fit in right now. But from game week 9 and 10, he's definitely going to be in. 100%. And I think it's going to be one of those weeks again where everyone focuses on certain players. Like, okay, Man United attack is not great. What about Madison? A couple of weeks ago, Madison's been touted as absolutely essential. He's played Burnley away and Sheffield United at home. He's got one return. Like, no one did well this week. No one did uh, well. Unless you had Newcastle defenders or Alvarez or Salah, you've probably, you've probably done really bad. It just is what it is. Jackson's poor. He only returned points against Luton Town, and even that goal was a back post tapping. By the way... I think, I won't, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but I think when you say it was just a tap-in, that's like really bad analysis of, like it's not like he was in the wrong, like just got lucky to be in the position he was in. I hate when people say that, Haaland's just a tap-in merchant. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. you got to be in the right place, right time. Uh, but Jackson was really bad today. That's the poor, I would say that Chelsea have done okay in most games I've watched them, but that is the worst I've seen them this season, for sure. They were not good today at all. Like, and Bournemouth offered not very much either. I mean, let's let's be fair. Sterling was inches away from getting a return. You go 1-0 up, Bournemouth start chasing the game, maybe you score more. Um, but outside of that, I don't really remember a huge amount of chances. But yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Jackson is amazing because he's not. Uh, am I going to keep him for next week? Maybe. Maybe. My moves are all going to come down to what's going on with Chilwell because... Pochettino before the game kind of made it sound like he wanted to play Mudrick they wanted a more attacking player playing left wing but then the commentator during the game said that Chilwell didn't play because he had a slight knock and that's what uh, Maurizio Pochettino had said now I don't know whether the commentator just got it wrong or he's heard something that we haven't seen but we obviously need to wait for more information but Chilwell is obviously now a problem right I've actually um for next week, uh, the the great the great thing about I'm I'm looking at all the positives here. One, I don't have to worry about my Man United players. There's more things to talk about, and also no one's goalkeeper has done great, so I don't even have to get any comments about Pickford this week. Uh, so I'm just going to keep Pickford. But yeah, next week I need to make a defender change. I knew that was going to have to happen as soon as I brought Son in. So Saliba to a Newcastle defender was my plan, but interestingly. I can just afford, and I spoke about this on the deadline stream, I think, uh, or maybe on the, the YouTube member stream, I can just afford Botman and Trippier for Chilwell and Saliba, and I've got two free transfers, so that's tempting, but that obviously means I've got to keep Jackson one more week, which, yeah, I think, I think I'll probably have to. I think I'll probably have to. Um, if, if I don't do that, if Chilwell looks like he's going to play, then I could do Jackson to Alvarez or Morris I mean it sounds it sounds rubbish when you say out loud to bring in Morris and just do the Newcastle defender switch for Saliba and just do that so that's probably my my moves right now that I would consider um, but I think I've got to bring a Newcastle defender in this week the, the good thing is because there's because there's things starting to pile up to do now and obviously there's fixture changes and stuff like that I'm gonna to have to have a bit more long-term faith in my players I'm not going to be able to make these luxury moves like Martinelli to Sterling, Sterling to Son, etc. So I know I saw some comments before I started the live stream to say 
I'm probably going to sell Son this week. I'm I'm not going to sell Son unless he's injured. No chance. Because even if he doesn't play number nine and, and Richarlison gets put there, which I don't think will happen against Arsenal, but it could happen, I guess. Um, he's still going to play, so there's no no need to sell him. No need to sell. Him. I did say that on deadline show. We did we did talk Son up as if like he was the the best player in FPL all of a sudden. It was a bit of a knee jerk, but it is what it is. Sheffield United at home. I feel like that's the kind of fixture you can take a punt on. You said on Twitter it's easier to get Salah without a wildcard. How? Because part of the reason to wildcard is to get rid of all my Chelsea players. But if I'm forced to get rid of Chilwell earlier, that's one less Chelsea player. And it also uh, gives me a bit of extra money. But I think um, I think a lot would depend on whether I get Trippier or not. I, I need to do a bit of planning, to be honest. It's too... It's too... It's too much to think about right now. It's in. It's too early to start locking stuff in. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure what I'm going to do. Is a minus eight worth it to bring in Salah? Almost certainly not. I would say. I mean, Salah is returning, right? But he's still a lot of money. So I'm. I mean, unless you're going to captain him, which you're not, probably. I mean, Harlan's got Forrest at home. By the way, <laughs> I know he's usually so highly owned it doesn't really matter. But Son, Son and Madison captainers got away with one because Haaland, you, if you didn't watch the game, like it wasn't on TV uh, in the UK or Ireland, how Haaland has not walked away with a hat-trick or more, I do not know. And like sometimes you'll watch a game and you'll think they could have scored a hat-trick and then you'll look at the expected goals and it'll be like 0.7 or something like that. In this case, he had 2.56 expected goals on his own. Absolutely insane. He only came away with six points in that game. So if you didn't captain Haaland... That was a bit of a let-off. Uh, I would definitely be captain in this week. So again, there's not really a mad mad rush for me to get Salah. I'll, I'll probably delay that. I did see someone earlier, I can't remember who it was now, suggesting getting Salah in game week 8. And I thought, well, why do you need him in game week 8? Because the fixtures aren't fantastic. But if I'm thinking about taking... And they made a really good point. I think it was Donut, Donut Assassin. What a name. Um, if I'm taking out Saka to get Madison in game week 8 to cover the two good fixtures from Spurs to then wildcard in game week 10. I could just get Salah at that point and not then wildcard. So I might actually have to rethink when I'm going to bring Salah in. But I'll see. I'll see. Could do Pickford to Pope play Kabori versus Wolves. Yeah, playing Kabori versus Wolves is not necessarily the worst option. That is something I will consider. I'm not doing Pickford to Pope though. I don't think so anyway. But yeah, not a bad option because I could keep Saliba then for... I could just do Chilwell to Botman and just keep Saliba and play him against Bournemouth away. Now I would only need to bring in one Newcastle defender then. Well, I don't think I'm going to go to Pope though. It's a lot of money. I, I guess the, the thing I'm thinking about right now is what moves... I guess I need to decide very soon when I'm wildcarding because that will affect the other moves I make. And if I'm not sure about wildcard, I need to keep my options open. And I feel like getting Morris in, for example, for Luton for the double, that definitely pushes me closer to a wild card because I'm going to have to get him back out again afterwards. And tying up 5.5 million in Nick Pipe, I'm just not sure about that either. Madison should have had a penalty in the first half. Yeah, that should have been a penalty, to be fair. Madison owners maybe got a little bit unlucky. Uh, yeah, and some might have taken it. Yeah, look, these things happen in FPL. Uh, I think I might be the only person that's kind of happy with this week because the damage that could have been done by going Son instead of a Newcastle defender could have been big. And i got to be honest with you, if I was free hitting this week and I had a choice between Son or Sterling, I would definitely take Sterling because of Aston Villa at home. I don't know if I'm that worried about not having him now all of a sudden. And I know that's a quick change of tune, I know. 
But I just think Son against Arsenal, I mean, it's away. It's going to be tough, but who knows? Maybe he'll get something. Uh, quick wildcard. I'm probably not going to go through wildcard. I've not, I've not given it any thought for game week six. So it wouldn't be any value, I would say. Uh, Paul Van Duren, thank you very much. Have two free transfers and 2.1 million in the bank, but seriously thinking about wildcard and Chilwell, Sterling, Jackson, Watkins, Rashford, Eschapini, Hand, Johnson, and Turner as well. No confidence in all going forward. Talk me out of it. I think I saw Praz say this on Twitter, and I fully agree. If you're thinking about making knee jerk transfers or wildcarding, just at least give it until tomorrow, and you'll probably feel a little bit different. So, just running through those players really quickly. Watkins from game week eight. I know that's still I know that's still a couple of game weeks away, but Watkins from game week eight is a player a lot of people are going to look at. Rashford had six shots in the box and an assist that was like centimeters from being given, and he's got Burnley away next. Estupinian was out of the squad probably because he was rested because of the internationals. Now I am slightly concerned about that moving forward because Lamptey played really well, so there is an option there now. That they can play left back, but ultimately, if if Estupinian is going to play against Bournemouth, that's a great fixture. Um, Cheerwell, Jackson, and Sterling, fair enough. But you've got two free transfers; you can deal with two of them in one go. So I don't, I don't think Sterling's a problem really. Um, so you could just deal with Cheerwell and Jackson if you wanted to. Jackson to Alvarez, Cheerwell to tilt Cheerwell to Trippier if you wanted. Bruno Fernandez was playing centre back towards the end of the game. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Daniel, what to do with Chilwell and Estupina? Right now, I'm not panicking on Estupina. My plan is just to play him against Bournemouth at home and then probably hold on to him till game week 10. I mean, I could sell him ahead of Saliba, but that feels wrong now, given that he's got Bournemouth. Rashford and Fernandes also. I mean, I'm keeping them. It's Burnley away. It's Burnley away. I can't sell players before that kind of fixture. I know I, know I sold Sterling before Bournemouth. I'm a massive hypocrite. I get it. But that was for Son against Sheffield United at home. That's a bit different. I think Rashford and Fernandes are perfectly fine to hold right now, but that's just me. I think we'll, I think this week we're going to get fixated on the fact that Man United... I mean, to be fair, Rashford's only returned in two games and Fernandes one game, so I kind of get it. But no midfielders did well this week. Why are we just pinpointing them? I mean, they did get smashed by Brian, so I kind of get it. Uh, FPL Tomato, member for 14 months. Thank you very much. Free milestone chat. People would say this game is rubbish. FPL is rubbish. Yeah, we shouldn't play it. Uh, thank you very much for that. Chocolate Toes, quick wildcard. Oh, yeah, I just spoke that. Uh, have you seen Arteta comments on the Martinelli injury? I saw something after the game that said he felt something in his hamstring, I think. But obviously, they're going to have to wait for an update on that. Trossard, hold or sell? Had him since game week one. Well, if Martinelli's out, he's a hold, isn't he? He should start. So, yeah, if you've held him this long, maybe hold on a little bit longer. Rashford's underlying stats are amazing. I think he had, like, just over 0.6 expected goals versus Brighton. I will say, right, he did have a lot of shots. To be fair... I think some of them were blocked. I think one hit the side net. And they weren't exactly perfect shots from like three yards out or anything. But in general, if you watch that game, Rashford was probably Man United's best player. I also think at times you could see the link up between them and Hoyland working quite nicely. But again, once the goal went in, that was it. Brighton were just the better team. By a distance, I would say. Is Ray in number one? Nice price, but will they rotate? I mean, I can't tell you. I, I I can't tell you. I mean, it looks obviously promising that he's now number one moving forward, but is that is that definite now? Possibly. I I really don't know. At some point, I mean, look at Brighton for example. Steel starts, then Verbruggen starts too. Now Steel started the last one. Is Arteta likely to rotate that much? I would say probably not. 
But it's probably not worth going for now anyway. They've got Spurs at home, they're Bournemouth away, they're Man City, Chelsea. I think for anyone that's looking to wildcard around game weeks 9 or 10, you can see what happens over the next few fixtures and then decide. But I wouldn't be rushing out to change your goalkeeper to Raya, personally. Hoyland is only 12, true. Decision for the Villa Pen, correct, you think? Uh, I didn't see it. I haven't seen it. I haven't caught up on all the highlights from every single game. So that's my honest answer. I won't pretend otherwise. Wildcard in game week 8 with good fixtures up to 14, 15. Yeah, you could wildcard in game week 8. I mean, 8, 9, and 10 are all got all got different reasons for going for. And I can say that we'll see Son on the left again. Richarlison with the all-important impact. I mean, a little bit. I really... I think if you've dropped Richarlison for Son and then you give him Burnley and Sheffield United, you probably don't change that for Arsenal away and Liverpool at home. But, again, no guarantee with that. Ultimately, I'm not really worried about Son now. He's just going to be a hold for the next three to four game weeks. I think over the last couple of weeks, I've made some moves that maybe I wouldn't usually do, but I've been in a position where I've had no other moves to really make. I know people obsess about changing goalkeeper, um, but it hasn't been something I've been massively worried about. But this week now, you know, I've got Saliba against Spurs at home. Chilwell might not start. Nicholas Jackson isn't looking great. Like I said, there's suddenly issues starting to pile up. So worrying about whether Son's going to play nine or, or left wing, I, I don't care. I'm keeping him anyway. He's just not going to be worth a transfer now. If everything looked great and Chilwell was definitely starting and Saliba had Burnley at home and Jackson was putting in goals left, right and centre, maybe I would consider selling Son, but not now. I think it's probably good for Richarlison to be taken out the spotlight as well. Like I just think he's he seems to be going through some stuff. And to be fair, Ange Postecoglou seems like such a great manager, by the way. Uh, it, it's always horrible when clubs like Spurs or, or Liverpool, or whoever, have managers where they're likable. Um, I just don't think you. I don't think you throw him straight back in for Arsenal away. I just don't think that's what he would do now. So I, su I suspect Son will play number nine again. I think Solomon um, has been doing all right on the left as well. He got Perisic as well. I mean, I guess he, he guess I guess he did look happy because he scored, right? Need Grealish back as Alvarez is hurting uh, rank. I don't think Grealish makes a difference, honestly. I think I think Alvarez. I think everyone assumes Foden is the De Bruyne replacement. I think it's Alvarez. Like if you look at what happened last season, most games when De Bruyne was rested, Alvarez played. Not Foden. So, I don't think Grealish matters. I think Grealish being back matters more to Foden than it does to Alvarez. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Alvarez is nailed on. Even though he's played 90, 90, 90, 89, 90. But his minutes look pretty good. And I don't know if Champions League is going to make a huge amount of difference. But I do feel like if you're going to buy him, you should be buying him this week for Forrest at home. Because the fixtures do get worse. I know it's Man City. And look, if Alvarez keeps starting less than 7 million in this Man City team, he's going to be worth it even with those bad fixtures. I think if you're going to buy him, it's probably got to be this week. Yeah, if Greenwich is back, I'd be more, like I said, I'd be a bit more worried about um, about Foden, to be honest. The Foden in Burmo, by the way, bet. And Burmo's still just ahead. I think it's like one or two points. Foden's now got Forest at home, Wolves away. And Burmo's got Everton at home, Forest away. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. If I didn't touch my team from game week one, I'd be 47 points up. That's mad. If I hadn't touched my team since game week one, I would also be on more points, but only by like three or four. Because I did Watkins to Jackson. 
I think that is currently three points down because Jackson's only scored once and he's got two one-pointers. And by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but Jackson's on, I think I mentioned it at the start, Jackson's on four yellow cards. He's one away from a suspension. Mental. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, and then my other moves, Martinelli got an assist when I changed him to Sterling, so that's three points down. Then I changed Sterling to Son and they got two points. So I'm still minus one from the Martinelli move. So I'm minus four points, I think. Love that people still say Forest at home is a great fixture. Clearly, don't look at the defensive stats. Now, I've said this before. I think people. I think people massively. I think some people are exaggerating how good of a defense um, Forest is. If I've got a player against Forest at home, I'm pretty happy. We I mean, may not just put free against them. Turner won't start tomorrow. By the way, their new keeper will be number one. Uh, I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> so, I mean, it might happen. It might not. Pedro Neto looking good. Luton next did look good. Yeah, did look good. Um, I don't think I would want to go there, though. It's a good fixture, but after that, do you really want to hold on to Wolves attackers? I feel like Wolves have... I've watched Wolves, I think I said on Twitter, like two or three times in full this season. They've always looked pretty good until they get to that um, final bit in front of goal. Uh, Forrest didn't have 10 men for the whole game. They didn't score all three goals when they're down to 10 men. Would Gross be a good option against Bournemouth next week? I, I I wouldn't be bring, I would personally wouldn't be bringing in Brighton players. Bournemouth home's good. The fixtures get bad after that. I mean they're great attacks. So they'll probably score against all of them. But also you got European matches. I just wouldn't I wouldn't really worry too much. I don't think I'd be buying Gross anyway. But that is just me. That is just me. So so Chelsea put up just just so we can go through the stats here. Chelsea put up two point three expected goals against Forest. Man United put up two point eight against Forest. And I mean Arsenal that was a good game for Forest, zero point eight. But two games they've been pretty bad. So I, I don't I I don't get I don't get this thing that keeps coming up that the Forest defense is good. Like it might not be Luton bad, but I mean, if we're not targeting Forest, like who are we targeting? Wildcard and Gamer Kate, if I do that, what do you think to sell Madison for Odegaard? Next two fixtures for Madison are horrible, and after that I could bring him in. I don't mind selling Madison. I don't know if Odegaard is where I would go, but yes, if you're gonna if you're gonna wildcard Nate, you can make moves like that. For sure. I know it was Wolves, but that Bellegard debut was impressive. He looked he did look good. Uh, expected liveliness, I would say. But uh, I don't know if there's I don't, I don't know how much M product there's gonna be. That's the problem. Everton, Fulham, Luton. Yeah, for sure. Bournemouth, another one I would target. Forest. Sheffield United, Burnley. I mean, they're all... T I mean, on a, you, you can't be telling me you've got a player with Forest at home and you're thinking, oh, that might not be a good fixture, that. It, it's just... It's nonsense, honestly. Game week six. Pickford, Estrepina, and Chill. Would you wildcard? Uh, nope. <laughs> Bruno fine, Madison Son fine, Sterling's okay, Harlan Wissa. I mean, you could wild card. I don't know if I would though. Maybe you could. I, I don't. I don't think I would. Most of those players are okay. Your Man United bias is costing you points. But again, like who who scored points this week? Who should have I? I mean, a couple of weeks ago, people would have said to do things like Rashford to Madison. They've had the same points since then, and Madison's had better fixtures. I, like I just. I don't think the Man United players are that big of an issue. I think, like I said earlier, people get too fixated on certain players. Like, this big thing, oh, well, Man United players got to go. But who else has done well this week? Who else has done well? That I suddenly need to keep or, or bring in instead. 
It's a, it's the same situation with Pickford. People just get fixated that Pickford's got to go, and any goalkeeper I would have brought in over the last two or three weeks just hasn't done anything. Now this week, Flecken would definitely be better than Pickford, that's for sure. But whether it's worth a transfer, I don't know. Our planning ahead has created most of our problems. Our teams look so good. Yeah, but the the, the cracks will start to show now because when you when you made your team in game week one, obviously you'd have looked at a block of like four to six fixtures. And obviously that block of fixtures is starting to run out now. Champions League is starting. Inj I keep saying Champions League. European matches in general are starting. Injuries will start to crop up. The cracks will show in our teams now. Kudasevsky getting no respect. Yeah, but is Kudasevsky a top three Spurs player? Like, Would you have Kudasevsky ahead of Son or Madison? Probably not. And then a lot of people have got Udogi as well. So, I mean, Kudasevsky's okay. I mean, would you be saying... He's not getting any respect if he hadn't scored at the weekend. Probably not, right? And then they've got Arsenal away, Liverpool at home. So you're not going to bring in Spurs players now. You might hold on to them, but you're not going to bring them in. I don't think. Any hope for Champions League fantasy content to come back? I would say almost zero chance. Yeah, Ward Prowse is, is doing well. Ward Prowse is making me look like an idiot. I mean, look, I, I make myself look like an idiot anyway, so it's not a problem. Uh, I'm used to it. But Ward Prowse in particular is absolutely smashing it. Yeah. He's returned every game. Two assists, one goal, one assist, one goal. I mean, maybe. The fixtures are good for West Ham from game week seven onwards. You've got Sheffield United at home, Newcastle at home, Villa away, Everton at home, Brentford away, Forest at home, Burnley away, Palace at home. The fixture run from seven to 14 is pretty good. But have I got a spot in my midfield for Ward Prowse? I would say probably not. Like, as much as you can keep going on about Man United attackers, I'm not going to swap Fernandes or Rashford for Ward Prowse unless I need the money, I would say. Have you seen any trends so far? The game is all over the place, so wildcard delay seems optimal for, optimal for now. I mean, it depends on your team, right? I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't, wouldn't say there's too many trends. I don't, I don't think anything... I don't think there's anything too crazy that's happened so far... It would make me massively change my mind about most players. Like Jackson doesn't look great, but then he's always going to be a bit raw. Chilwell might have lost his place. Spurs are pretty good. Man United are hard. Oh, I don't know what to make of Man United. But they got Burnley away, so it doesn't really matter. Man United out. I'm getting Man United in this week. Fixtures rule. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, w I definitely would not do Jackson to Isaac. I mean, Wilson just literally started the, the last game. I w I I'm going to ignore Wilson and Isaac. I think I just can't. I can't see too much of a reason to go for either. I mean, obviously I can. They're great players and the fixtures are good. Like it could be that Isaac's going to play the Champions League and Wilson's going to play the Premier League, but I just don't think it's that. I just don't think it's that easy to predict. Like the time, be the time between games and stuff like that will play a big factor. Would I be worried if Man United don't beat Burnley? If they don't beat Burnley, that is not good, yes. Because that will be four losses in the first six games. Then big questions will have to be asked. I'm not particularly worried, though. I think... I'm not, I don't, the word unlucky is not what I'm looking for. But I, think, I just think the Man United games could have gone a little bit differently at times. Not Brighton, probably not. That, that was just Brighton being Brighton. They're just so good. But let's see. Man United lose to Burnley and Fernandes and Rashford don't look like scoring. Then I've got a problem. Newcastle, All the Newcastle hasn't kept a clean sheet since game week two last season can at least come to an end now. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they've had the stats for a long time. Their stats have been good defensively this season. They were good again against Brentford. 
they're good option. They're just a good option. I still don't know if I'm definitely going to find the money for Trippier. I might just go for Botman, or if I go for a double up, I might go Botman and share, but it all depends on future plans, I would say. On a small red arrow, despite getting 44 points, I don't know what's enough. Uh, probably about 48, to be honest with you. Or so. Need another 12 plus 7 performance from Bruno and Rashford to quieten the haters. Yeah, I mean, you know me. Like, I don't. I, I I can't keep saying this because I've literally done it recently. But I, I don't knee jerk usually that much, and I, I I don't think I'll sell my Man United players till game week nine. It's not a definite though. Like, if Son is looking great and Sack is looking great, and I need to get Salah in, then I could drop both my Man United players to do that. I'm not against it, but it's not going to be against before Burnley away. It just isn't. Uh, knee jerk tinkering. Jackson to Alvarez. Sterling to Matoma. I don't know if I would buy Matoma now and Rashford to Salah for a minus four. Yeah, I mean, buying Matoma for Bournemouth home is good. After that, maybe not so much. Rashford out for a minus four before Burnley away. It just doesn't sound great. I mean, without thinking about your team too much, I would probably just do Jackson to Alvarez and roll. That's probably all you need to do. I just think if you if you give your transfers a couple of days, you will think differently about them. Everything seems really bad now. Every It feels like you've got to get rid of loads of players. In a couple of days, it'll feel much better. People are saying that Salah hasn't blacked yet. That's why he's 12.5 million. Yeah, I mean, he's great. Like, I mean, we said all this during pre-season. It's not like he was just going to stop scoring and assisting. That's not why we don't have him. A lot of us don't have him because we've spread the money around instead, which I would say for the most part has worked. But when you have weeks like this, obviously it doesn't look so good. But again, you don't want to. You don't want to. If you weren't thinking about Salah last week, I don't know why you would suddenly think about him now. To be honest, especially for hits, like what's the rush to get him? You're not going to captain him this week. You're going to captain Harden against Forest at home. So I just don't get the idea of taking hits to bring him in. There, there will be some people out there where the hit makes sense, but taking out players like Rashford for minus fours before Burnley away. I mean, I've got Rashford vice captain right now. When is Reese James back? We don't know. Pochettino said he hopes he'll be back before the next international break, so he could have another one, two, even three games out. Who knows? If I had two free chances, who would you bring in? I've got two free chances. <laughs> I've got two free chances. Why Botman and not Trippier? It all depends on how much money you've got, how much, which players I take out, how much money I need for future moves. Like At the end of the day, if you've got the money and it doesn't affect any other moves, then yeah, I would get Trippier. Yeah, actually, it should, it should probably be in Burmo, vice-captain. Salah's XGI is insane. He's still involved in everything on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it has been for six years. <laughs> like, what Salah is doing is not news to us. It, it shouldn't be news anyway. I, I don't, if people are now shocked that Salah is getting attacking returns, I'm not sure what you were expecting to begin with. I don't understand the concept of bringing in Salah only if you captain him. So, that, so I agree, right? I know I keep saying captain, right? But you're right. You don't have to own a player like that just for captain. But that should be a consideration for 12.5 million. Then why haven't I got him? Because he's 12.5 million. If you've not been paying attention for the last five weeks. So my basically, I if it's if it's Salah plus okay, so how much is Fernandez and Rashford? It's 17.5 million, I think, right? So Salah plus a five million pound midfielder, essentially, right? So Salah and Enzo Fernandez versus have I done the maths right there? Yeah, I think I have. Salah and Enzo Fernandez versus Rashford and Fernandez. Now, it hasn't gone well so far, let's be honest. 
But I would expect this week Rashford and Fernandez to outscore Salah and Enzo Fernandez. So that's that's why I haven't got Salah. I know there's more to that. I could cheapen other play uh, other positions, and I'd have more money to spend on that second midfielder. I get it right, but for how the team is set up right now, that's kind of where I'm at. So I just don't need Salah at the moment. How do you see tomorrow's game going? What assets, if any, aside from Turner, interest you going forward? Uh, I suspect Forest will win. I mean, I, as much as I think we should be not necessarily going out of our way to target Forest, but I wouldn't worry if my player had Forest at home or Forest away. Um, at home to Burnley, they should do fine. Probably our knee, that's about it. But I don't see me bringing him in anytime soon, not to hold long term. Positive thoughts on how to make good use of the early double game with to bring in. Honestly, I've kind of told myself I'm probably only going to bring in Morris and that's it. I don't know if I would spend transfers. The thing is, whoever you bring in, unless you can bench them, you're not going to want them much after that. So I just don't see the the point, really, in, sp in spending too many transfers bringing them in. For anyone that's got a wildcard game week eight, maybe that's a bit different. You could go a little bit bigger on them. So you've got like Lyle Foster, uh, one of the goalkeepers, Bayer, I guess. But I, I don't see it being worth too many transfers. Seriously. And I love double game weeks. I love going for as many players as possible. But for Luton, Burnley, uh, I just can't see me doing it. I'm not even sure I'll definitely captain Morris. Yes, yeah, like, I've got Kabori. I will play I will play him in the doubles, especially if he starts game week six as well. But I wouldn't buy him for the double, unless it was part of another move where I needed money. Turn a hat trick tomorrow and I may stop complaining. You won't stop complaining. We'll, we'll all complain. Uh, Martin, six months member, thank you very much. Uh, good evening. Wildcard with Edison Turner, Chihuahua, Trippier, Udogi, Kabori, Estrepina. Like, if that's your team, that just doesn't need a wildcard, right? Like, the thing is, again, I I'll remind people their thoughts on Madison a couple of weeks ago, right? What were the comments coming out? Madison, almost essential, involved in everything that Spurs do. I don't care that he's got Arsenal and Liverpool. He's so good, I'm just going to have him anyway. And now all of a sudden, it's like he's being used as part of the reason to wildcard. And I get it, right? Some people have got a few issues, plus Madison's got bad fixtures. But a couple of weeks ago, the narrative around Madison was a lot different. And now all of a sudden, he's got one return against Burnley and Sheffield United, and then there's a bit of panic. Like, I would say if your plan was to keep him, then you can probably still do that. So I think, like, like that team, Edison's fine. Chilwell might be okay. Trippier is definitely fine. Udogi, you always knew he had bad fixtures. Estrepinia, you can play this week. And Burmo's great. Martinez an issue, but that's not that's not much else, right? Diaby's fine. I think you're good. Uh, Chelsea is an issue right now, but Sanchez had ten points. Yeah, if you had Sanchez, happy days. Best captain game week six, other than the obvious Edward. I mean, it's it's definitely Haaland. It's definitely Haaland. Forest at home. I I won't even look elsewhere this week. Last week. You wanted to go for Spurs players over Haaland? Fair enough. This week, no chance. No one else. Not even Salah against West Ham. Uh, do we know anything about Henry? No. Rico Henry obviously went off with an injury. Is it wise to get Madison now or wait till game week 8? Definitely wait. Definitely wait. Like if you, Again, if you've got him, you can hold him. No no issues with that, but I wouldn't, wouldn't sell him. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't buy him, sorry. When would you go for Alvarez, especially after Pep called him undroppable? So in classic FPL manager style, I thought Alvarez's minutes were pretty good. And I was thinking, ah, maybe I could get him in at some point. But as soon as Pep said he's almost undroppable, that makes me think he's going to get dropped. It's like um, it's like Pochettino was talking about how Chilwell's been playing left wing. He's been creating loads of chances. Boom, bench, next game. 
That's just what, what I think about Alvarez now. He'll probably be dropped. He, he shouldn't be, by the way. I don't see the clamour for Trippier this season. He isn't as pivotal to the attack. You can double up on the other two for much cheaper. Yeah, and if you need the money, you shouldn't get Trippier. You're wrong in the idea that without Salah, you have a more balanced team. I have the same team as yours. Well, you don't have the same team as me if you've got Salah, do you? <laughs> With Salah, Madison, Sterling, Alvarez instead of Son, Rashford, Bruno, Jackson. Yeah, happy days. But that's not the same team, is it? I mean, it could absolutely work out better. Could absolutely work out better, for sure. But also might not. And also, there's a difference between having Salah from the start and then taking minus fours and minus eights to get him in, right? I mean, I've said the last three, four weeks, don't sell Salah if you don't need the money. I've said that over and over and over again and every single time I've been asked that question. But there's a big difference between me now ripping my team apart to get him in and you keeping him. Like, you need to think differently about people's... Like, people's teams are just different. And there's different ways to think about players depending on the, the situation. And I also said on this week, the answer of if you need the money, sell him. If you don't, keep him. That's going to change soon because everyone's going to want Salah from game week nine onwards. At uh, a minimum. Maybe even before that. Thoughts on game week nine wildcard-ish versus wildcard 18? You wouldn't want a wildcard in 18. You'd want to leave it till 19, I would say. So you can get rid of get after the Man City Brentford blank. Yeah, I think I think if you can get through to game week nine with all the players you want, then it looks good to hold it longer. Do I regret not having the Salah? Not one bit, to be honest. I mean, the reason for me to have gone Salah in game week one was to captain him against Bournemouth. And to be fair, Salah did win out against Haaland, but it was three points. Like it wasn't wasn't the end of the world. I've heard Spurs attack is better suited for Arsenal and Liverpool than the low block. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But I also don't think Liverpool and Arsenal are stupid, right? I mean, if you look at look at how Arsenal set up... I mean, to be fair, Rashford did kind of score in that in that way. But look at how Arsenal set up against Man United, right? They were, I think they were conscious of that. They'll do the same against Son. If Martelli injury is bad, is Trossard the way to go? How much is he? I, I don't... Personally, I don't see me buying another Arsenal player right now, to be honest. I just don't think the fixtures are good enough. 6.6 .6 million. I mean, it could be a nice differential for a cheap price, but Spurs at home, Man City at home, Chelsea away. It doesn't scream... It doesn't scream rush out and and buy me. Burnley will dismantle Man United. I mean, they might do. It could be better in possession. If not Salah, who else from Liverpool would you bring in if Salah's too much money? I, I probably wouldn't. Maybe a defender... I mean, possibly Darwin Nunez. I think the reason that he and Diaz didn't start was just because of international break. So if Nunez is still first choice going forward, he would be a consideration. But they've always got Gapo and Jota that can play, so that would still worry me, so I probably wouldn't. Uh, Saka out, I probably wouldn't sell Saka, no. Probably wouldn't sell Saka. Do you think the players feel the pressure when the whole FPL community brings them in? Look at Chilwell, Son and Sterling. Could we spook Salah if we bring him in? I don't think so. I mean, Salah's had the weight of the FPL community expectations for six seasons. He's always done really well. What day is best for transfers? I mean, as late as possible, really. I would say. Best punt for game week seven is Bowen the play then wildcard eight. I'd probably take a punt on, on double game week players. I don't think there's I don't think there's one answer to when is the best time to wildcard. It's going to depend on your team. Like a lot of people are getting frustrated with the players they've got, so maybe now is the time to wildcard for them. 
But I think for me, it'll be game weeks 9 or 10, or maybe 19. But I just don't see me holding it that long. I, I guess wildcarding on Boxing Day is not ideal, but most of us would have already thought about what our wildcard will look like anyway. So it wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. What about these yellow cards? It's annoying, but there's not much we can do about it. <laughs> Jackson is one away from suspension, though. Alvarez is in a void. He's got Nottingham Forest next. Yeah, I know. I might not even captain Haaland. I'm too scared. I might captain Saliba instead. The thing is, like, Alvarez and Haaland might, might blank against Forest, and I would still captain them 99 times out of 100. Double loot and defence. See if Everton can keep up their record. Yeah, I mean... I've got Pickford now, Brentford away, Luton at home, Bournemouth at home. Surely he gets me one clean sheet out of those three. Just one now. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, Yogesh, Madison to Bruno purely for fixtures. Uh, I honestly don't hate bringing Man United players in, but it's not a move you have to make. I think Madison's okay to hold on to. Like, if you've got nothing else to do, then targeting the Man United players, I really don't think it's that bad of an option with the fixtures. Like, Bruno maybe not been quite as involved the last couple of games, but, like, his expected data is still really good for the whole season. Plus, he's on penalties. Plus, you know he's going to start, etc., etc., etc. I think he's still pretty good. Is Gordon a good option? I think it was quite interesting that Gordon started with Barnes. I don't know if I would go there, though. I don't know if I would want to take that risk. I don't even have Pickford, but I hope for it. I mean, it'd be nice if we could get two clean sheets in the next three, but I don't want to get greedy. Is Trossard a must now that Martinelli is injured? He's definitely not a must, no. I mean, I, I don't even know I'm going to ask this because I know what the answer will be. But let's say I wanted to bring Trossard in. Who would I sell? Like, do I really want to get Trossard for Spurs at home rather than Rashford or Fernandes against Burnley away or Son against Arsenal away? Probably not. Pickford red card would be quite funny. But at least then I'd have an excuse to get rid of him. Surely have to consider Aston Villa players from game week 7 onwards. Fixtures are excellent. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Watkins will fit in. I think trying to get Salah and Watkins could be quite difficult. But Diaby is definitely... Um, uh, Diaby is definitely in my thoughts. I think for anyone wildcarding like 8, 9, 10, I think Diaby is probably going to be the best cheap like 6.5-ish midfielder. Would you sell Foden if you had him this week? If there was a very good chance that Foden was going to start, I would not sell him before Forrest at home, even though it's an awful fixture. What is your reason for wanting to sell Saliba over Chilwell and Estupinian? Uh Well, Estupinian's got Bournemouth at home, and Chilwell was playing left wing, but to be honest, there is now a chance that I sell Chilwell before Saliba and just play Kabori maybe instead, or even just play Saliba against Spurs, even though it's not ideal. But actually, and Bournemouth for home. Like, I guess the question is, why would I want to sell him? I know, I know he didn't start, but I'm hoping that's an international break rest type thing. It's a bit weird that he wasn't in the squad at all, I guess. But I'm not worried about it right now. Plus, you get the fun of getting to play Kabori. There's not, there's nothing fun in that. Gusto, keep or sell? I'd keep him for now. I'd keep him for now. Would you triple captain Harden next game at home? I uh, probably wouldn't triple captain him though. That was Madison to Bruno. Oh, that was Madison to Imbermo, not Bruno. Well, yeah, I, like, I, th I still think bringing Imbermo in, it's not too late. But I do think this is the week, if you're going to bring him in, because he's got Everton at home, Forest away, one of the toughest fixtures in, in the league. Then May United away, super easy. And then Burnley at home. I think if you leave Imbermo to game week seven onwards, it gets a little bit trickier to justify him. 
So I've said, last few weeks, I've said you've not missed the boat for Mbomo. You've not missed it. It's still time to get him. But I think, I think you are going to have, not missed the boat, but you're going to not have a great, what's the, how am I trying to say this? It's going to get, it's going to get worse to bring him in, basically. Long and short of it. Isaac is out for a few weeks. According to who? I've not seen that anywhere. That would be interesting, though, because Jackson to Wilson would be straight on the cards then. But I don't think he is. Hoyland could be decent, but Ten Hag bringing him off was weird. I, I just think, like, hasn't he got a bit of a back injury? And plus, he hasn't really played that much either. The thing with penalty takers is they could get one against anyone. Uh, yes. I'm not sure that's in relation to, but yeah. We should remember Spurs will have had eight days of rest before they face Arsenal, unlike their opponents having a European match. You could say that Arsenal will be more match-ready, though. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Thoughts on Jackson to Alvarez this week? Uh, if you've got a spare transfer, I really don't mind it. My, my only worry with Alvarez is, what, what if he isn't completely nailed? What if he misses one of the next two, Forest at home, Wolves away? And then Arsenal is not great. I mean, to be fair, like Man City are scoring in all these games, aren't they? Like they're scoring in all of these games. Brighton, Man United, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Liverpool and Spurs. Arsenal is the toughest one they've got. So I think Alvarez is pretty good. Could be a decent long-term hold. I'm tempted. How likely am I to do the Jackson move? <sighs> do you know what? I'm, I'm kind of overthinking a bit now because I've made two three even i wouldn't say definitely not rash decisions but i've made three transfers where i didn't really need to do it and i'm thinking like jackson was bought in because of the fixtures aston villa at home is okay i don't really need to sell him but also alvarez against forest at home sounds really good but we also went through this last week with son against sheffield united at home so do i need to make the move maybe not but i gotta be honest since doing this stream I'm coming around to the idea of playing Kabori. So even if even if I only got one move, which is like Chilwell to, to a Newcastle defender, I could just play Kabori instead of Saliba, and then I could then I'd have room for the Jackson move. The thing is if I if I do Jackson to Alvarez, that's me saying that I'm not getting Morris, and I'm not sure about that. I feel like I would want him for the double. So I might wait until I might wait to get Alvarez until after the Arsenal away game. The problem is he's gonna keep going up in price. Like, he's already 6 point... Like, Jackson started at 7. Alvarez started at 6.8. Jackson's 7.1. He's probably going to drop. I've already lost 0.1 million on him. And Alvarez is going to go up in price again. So it's going to get to the point where Alvarez is suddenly 7 plus million. And I still don't have him. So that's what I worry about it. We all know you're going to end up on Morris, Captain. I don't know if I will. If Harlem was home to Wolves, I, I probably wouldn't. Away to Wolves, I might be able to talk myself into it. I mean, how much should we be worried that Morris came off in the 74th minute? They're chasing the game. Actually, when did Fulham score? I can't remember. I think I think they were chasing the game at that point. And he brought Morris off. Didn't start Adebayo either. Is there a chance that Adebayo starts and Morris doesn't at some point? Probably not, but I guess there's a little bit of worry there. Uh, Lamptey looked good. He did, yeah. Yeah, really good. I like Lamptey as well. I hope it kind of works out for him because he's had a lot of injury issues. Captain in Salah, uh, Salah? Salah this week benefited me. And when I saw the West Ham defence against City yesterday, I think I'll take the bargain and captain him again. Yeah, maybe. But I think 
the West Ham defence also was made to not look great because it was Man City. And that Man City team is playing with Forrest at home. Now, I know how just how tough Forrest at home is. But I don't think that Salah is better against West Ham than Harden is against Forrest, personally. Are we keeping SGP in? Uh, I probably am. In unless there's doubts about him. If there's a doubt that, about him playing against Bournemouth, then I'll probably sell him. But I think with Saliba, it probably sounds like I'm like dying to get rid of him. I'm definitely not. But I think Arsenal concede in three of the next four games. Even against Chelsea, I think they concede City and Spurs. So he's not really needed until game week 10 onwards. But if, if Estrepinian's a doubt, then I'd just get rid of him because he's also not needed until game week 10 onwards. So we'll see. But I, don't think, I think it was just an international break rest. So I'm not particularly worried, like I said. Doesn't Salah usually do well against the Hammers? Look, Salah's a good option against West Ham, right? We, the guy can't stop returning, but I don't think he's better than Haaland against Forrest at home. Morris in a double game, it can't be worse than Jackson. But the question is, is he... Is Jackson for Villa at home and then Morris double game week better than Alvarez against Forrest at home and then Alvarez against Wolves away? That's the real question for me. Uh, Saliba's probably a keep on wildcard 10, so it'd be nice to keep him. Yeah, and obviously he's gone up in price. I do kind of agree, but... Would you not be tempted to get Gabriel or Zinchenko on wildcard 10? Maybe. I mean, Saliba's the most nailed, right? So I get why you'd want to keep him. And he's cheaper than Ben White. Would you not be a little bit tempted to get Gabriel Zinchenko for a bit less money? Maybe. Is it worth the risk? Probably not, I guess. Laugh at all the people that said Salah wasn't worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, we're playing with hindsight a little bit here. I think after Bournemouth at home, no one was really saying that Salah was this good. I mean, Salah's 12 and a half minutes. He's got one more point than Jared Bowen, two more points than Saka, three more points than Madison, three more points than Son, four more points than Diaby. Four more points than March. Four more points than Ward Prowse. Five more points than Rodri for Man City. Like, Salah's good. Consistency is there, but it's not like he's really... Basically, what's happened here is Salah's scored 10 points, and now everyone's changed their tune. Before that, it was 5-5-5 five, 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 and 8, and he was still good. But now he scored 10 points. Suddenly, it's like a big problem not to have him. And yeah, you could say that's more than all of them, but also he's a lot more money, right? And people haven't been captaining him. All I'm saying is, no, no one was saying how much of a no-brainer Salah was until he just got 10 points. And no one's been saying that. And now all of a sudden, it's like we've got to take hits to get him in. Like, it's, like you think I need jerk? Look at the comments. We should take a minus four, minus eight to fix up the team or wild card. I think if you're looking at minus eights and you've got a wild card, then you've got to be slightly tempted to go for the wild card, I would say. But I'd also be careful about whether you really need that many hits. Captain Morris, game week seven is going to be a disaster. I can feel it, but I'll be there. Yeah, we'll all be there. I don't, I don't know if I can captain him, but the fixtures are so good. Everton away, Burnley at home, they're great. But you know, for for, uh, but you know, for almost a fact, he gets points. Yeah, honestly, I got, I got to be real with you. You really don't need to tell me how good Salah is. Like, honestly, look at last season. I held him for ages, and all I got was loads of comments about how I should get rid of him. I trust me, I know how good Salah is, but I don't think the fact he's just scored ten points now every, means everyone has to rip up their teams. Uh, clown emoji equals instant ban. I think I'm afraid. <clears throat> Salaries return every game. I expected more than 10 points. Uh, yeah. Could happen against West Ham. The thing is, like, this happens all the time. If Salah blanks against West Ham, you won't hear a word about him. 
Now he might, he probably won't blank because he's been so consistent. But it's just how quickly things things change. I'm getting, I'm getting him anyway. Like, just give me a few more weeks. I'm definitely getting him. I've been saying that for weeks. He was on three assists before the third was reverted to an own goal. Yeah, I mean, it was an own goal, though, to be fair, right? Why have you chosen to go with Son now? Uh, for Sheffield United at home. I caught, uh, I got caught up, um, I got caught up in, in the hype and talked myself into it. But who knows? Arsenal away, Liverpool home, maybe he scores in both those games. When is your anniversary? YouTube one, uh, December. Ross Gunn, got Botman but struggling to target Newcastle apart from him. Very difficult to predict who's nailed on the wing and up front. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I don't see any. I don't see a real need to go there unless there's injuries, to be honest. You're unintentionally funny. No, I'm just funny. Just hilarious. Just hilarious. Sell Son, he's not going to get a lot of returns. <laughs> yeah, I'm not selling Son. Uh, if I sell Jackson, it'll be for Alvarez, not for Watkins. How old am I? Too old. Caught up in the hype. You were the hype. I don't think I was as bad as other people. I mean, how many times did I say... I, I said multiple times about Son that if he'd only scored one or two goals, we wouldn't even be talking about him that much. I, I tried to cool the hype a little bit, but still went for it in the end. Is Kabori worth it? I wouldn't bring him in unless you're downgrading the defender and you really need cash for another move. Won't lie, these streams help after a bad week, 25 points. I wouldn't worry about it. Loads of people have done bad this week. Like, I know it's, it's so cliche. You're going to hear it lots this week from other content creators, but it's much better to have a bad week when everyone else is kind of low scoring. What's worse is when you score like 25 and everyone else has got like 50, 60, 70 points. That is a bad week where you just don't want to show up and don't want to talk about it. This was not so bad. Am I taking out Rashford or Bruno? No, I don't think so. Oh, when anniversary? That was like a month ago. That per Sterling post hit me hard as well. Yeah, Jackson hit the post as well. Though, to be fair, it's quite a long way out. I'm not going to create a wildcard draft on, on stream. The only, the only good thing about Chilwell is he did come on for Colwell this time instead of just playing left wing. So maybe that means if he's not playing left wing in the next game, he'll will, he will play left back, but I don't think I'll go there. Um, if Deserby leaks that Ferguson starts, would you consider the punt? Nah, not interested. Because the problem is Bournemouth at home is great, but we don't know how many games he's going to play after that. I just, like, even look at João Pedro, right? There were so many injuries and stuff. I thought he's a dead cert to start against Man United. Then he started Lallana instead. Uh, I just think Ferguson will continue to be managed. I know people think he's so great, there's no way he can be benched, but he is going to be benched. It's going to happen. I guess the only thing is, is European matches. So maybe, maybe someone like Welbeck starts them and Ferguson starts in the league. But I just don't see it. I think Deserby's going to want to go big on the, on the Europa League. You reckon Jackson been down the bookies with Tony? That face plant header and the shot 10 yards wide. That shot was really bad, yeah. Really bad. I think with the header, I, d I just don't think he really read it or just didn't realise it was coming to him that like soon enough. Time to get rid of Izak with Champions League coming up. Uh, I would wait and see what happens in the Champions League. Like If Wilson gets an injury, then suddenly Izak's great. Uh, you think Chilwell's the biggest flop this season? I don't think so. I mean, he's only returned twice, to be fair. But um, I don't think it's the biggest flop. I mean, maybe for the hype, maybe. Is double Newcastle defence too much? Nope. Definitely not. I'm, I'm considering it myself. Everyone wants to triple captain Harden all of a sudden. Uh, I probably wouldn't do that, personally. But you never know. You never know.
Bruno's the biggest flop. Uh, he's not done great. That is true. He's dropped in price. Not great. Spurs fans will love it if Pochettino gets the chop now. I mean, it's going to be interesting. He's not going to he's not going to get sacked anytime soon, I don't think. But we'll see what happens. Not going well for Chelsea. It's not going well for Man United either, to be honest. It's nice to have someone else in the same boat. Is Burmo's time over? Well, because he's blanked once against Newcastle away. Certainly not. He's got Everton at home. Ah, come on. Don't start with the Pickford stuff. Don't start with Pickford again. Is it time to get rid of Chelsea Man United players? Probably not. Anyway, I think we're going around in circles now. So I'll leave it there. If you've enjoyed that, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button. I'm trying to hit 400,000. If you listen on podcasts and you've made it this far, please do rate five stars. It really helps out as well. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday if you're listening then or Tuesday. Whenever you're listening, don't panic about your team too much. Most of us have had a pretty bad week. I would say it'll all be better in game week six, but that might not be the case. But either way, any rage transfers you're thinking about making, suddenly using the wild card, you probably don't need it. Just sit back and relax. We'll talk it all through this week on all the videos, and then we'll go from there. So thank you for joining me. Give it a like, hit subscribe, rate five stars on podcast, and I will catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.